Hey, welcome to Friday. Don't you love Fridays? I love Fridays because I anticipate Sunday. And I hope you're praying for Sunday. Looking forward to gathering with us at Emmanuel. Um, Sunday, we continue our journey through John. This will be the third message. If you haven't caught the first two, I hope you'll go back to the live stream archives or the podcast archives and catch uh, the first two messages that sets up this third message and um, eager to preach and fellowship with the church family and can't wait. And then I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to tell you, um, don't miss next week. Next week, enough for today. I have a little bit of a surprise um, and I think it will, it'll be fun. Okay. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's on Monday. So we're about done with the month of February, which is just hard to fathom. Um, but I know that uh, we're ready to move on to warmer weather, at least in the Northeast we are. Hey, we're going to finish. We're not only done with February pretty quickly, but we're, we're finishing today, Psalm 36. So turn there with me, open your Bible, and very quickly, 1 through 4, the destruction of sin, 5 through 9, the character, the generosity, the beautiful, wonderful, lavish heart of God and those who trust him, what do we experience Verse nine, uh, verse 10 through 12 is David's closing prayer. Because of the destruction of sin, because of the goodness of God, I choose God. So God, let me continue experiencing your, your mercy, your loving kindness, and, uh, know, and knowing you and knowing your righteousness. God, don't let, my fo- don't let the foot of pride come against me. Don't let my pride or others' pride knock me off course. Let not the hand of the wicked remove me. Now look at verse 12 and we land here and it's a great place to land. David sure knew how to end his Psalms. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Now, the first thought I have is, should we be happy that there's this idea that that workers of iniquity, in other words, uh, sinful people, are going to face judgment and destruction. Well, not in the sense that we're called to love them, give the gospel to as many as we can, and rescue the perishing, okay? That's what we do. I mean, that's as a church and as Christians alive in the 21st century, we are to be preaching the gospel and persuading and compelling men and women to receive Jesus Christ and to place their trust in him and to place their trust, verse 7, under the shadow of his wings. Remember the mercy seat study. But when you read verses 1 through 4 and you understand the, 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 the millennia of injustice and the, the billions and billions of people that have been oppressed by sin and wickedness and you imagine a new heaven and a new earth, a new creation brought under the preeminence, the ruler of, rulership of Jesus Christ, a perfect kingdom with perfect abundance for everybody, enough for whoever will believe. And, and then you just understand one day God's going to right all the wrong, redeem all the lost, uh, all, all that's been broken about creation is what I'm driving at. He's going to restore creation and, and a new creation what was lost at the fall, what was lost with sin. 
God is going to recreate and make new again. And he's going to be a just judge. He will give sin its due. And those that are steeped in unrepentant wickedness, in other words, they chose wickedness, full knowing, fully willingly chose wicked wickedness. What does God do with that? He's going to end it. And so there is a sense of finality. There's a promise that's eternal here. There is a promise of hope that uh, injustice and, 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 and criminality and evil and wickedness and darkness will not go on forever. And so let me break down what this verse is really saying. The word there is David literally there. I mean, he is emphatically saying, look, look, look there. There's a, there's an end. Okay. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. Sin is going to fall. Death is going to fall. And all those who choose sin and death over God will fall. Okay. They'll be cast down. And it shall not be able to rise. Okay. So God will defeat sin. He will defeat injustice. He will defeat death. He will defeat every wicked thing with an ultimate defeat, with an ultimate finality. He will um, bring an end. Now, let me tease this out for a minute, and then I'm just going to challenge you to tease it out all day and all day tomorrow. What, has the, what are the effects of the fall in your life up to this point of your life? And what will the rule and reign and judgment of God undo? Think about it, okay? How has death impacted you? How has sickness impacted you? How has injustice impacted you? How has abuse or abandonment or lying impacted you? How has criminality, fraud, um, political corruption, uh, how has injustice of any, how is sin? Think personally, think about your own soul and your own interior, your heart. How has anger plagued you? How has lust haunted you? How has bad decisions and regret continued to shame you? How has what somebody did to you, the bad decisions of other people, affected you? How has tragedy and loss and uh, injury, I mean, j just, just play this out. How have the effects of the fall affected you? And David says, just look out into the future. Look at the promise of God. There it falls. It's going to fall. Whatever the fall has done to you, all of those effects, the, those will fall. The fall will fall. Death will fall. Sickness will fall. Sorrow will fall. Abuse will fall. Every injustice will fall. We'll be cast down and it shall not be able to rise. It will be final, it will be ultimate, it will be comprehensive, and you will spend forever and ever and ever 
drinking of the rivers of pleasure and the fountain of life that your Savior's heart will pour out on you. Man, that is enough for today. Happy Friday. We'll see you Sunday or Monday.